It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the, money. follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Good to have you on board here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard with you. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Starting off this hour, talking more National Football League. This week, we are previewing teams in the AFC North. And today, specifically, it is the Cleveland Browns and Tony Rizzo from ESPN Cleveland. Kind enough to wake up early with us here on a Wednesday morning and talk about the team. Tony, it's good to talk to you, pal. How are you? Guys, always a treat to be on one of my favorite shows and listen every day. So, okay, going into the season here, uh, expectations for the team absolutely exist. I'm looking at their win totals here at Circa, and I said totals because I have the alt numbers as well. Their regular win total is 9, but it's juiced over at minus 135. The alt high is 10 over plus 160. Do those numbers feel about right to you going into the season? They do, but... Guys, to me, the book, the odds makers are begging you to bet the under. It's the Browns, okay? And it, I think they see what everybody sees. Guys, this team is under pressure, everybody. Let's start with Watson. Um, I've, had, uh, I've got uh, uh, my eyes on him, and uh, he's in a good spot. Said it yesterday. Last year was a total mess. His head wasn't right, and he played like it. Um, he needs to return to form. Uh, then the pressure's on the GM. Andrew Barry, no pro bowlers in three drafts, uh, four drafts now for Barry. Uh, the Browns' best players were drafted by Dorsey and, and, and signed or traded for, and then Stefanski. Listen, they've got everything. They upgraded the defense. Schwartz is a huge upgrade. Yes. DC. Uh, they put together a new offense for Watson. They went through plays as far back as when he played for Clemson, stuff that he liked, a lot of RPO, a lot of pistol. Uh, I would bet Nick Chubb's under yards this year because I think the Browns are going to throw it a lot more. But Stefanski's got to pull this thing together. I think they did the right thing in the offseason by not firing him. They won seven games with Brissett and that whole mess with Watson last year. So, yeah, I think they're going to be in it this year, and and I think they'll be right around nine or ten wins. Okay, now having said that about Stefanski, uh, because I've been dying to ask you this question. They have the second most difficult schedule in the NFL over the first six games, Tony. If they struggle and they're losing a bunch of those games, do you think, is he in trouble? Like, is he on the hot seat at that point? I would think so. Haslam spoke to the media yesterday and said no. They they understand how difficult it is, yada, yada. But you know how when when the fans are on your butt and, and this team starts, I don't know, two and four, one, it's a brutal schedule. They play the, the Steelers the Ravens in the Bengals in the first four weeks. And then they have a bye in the first bye after uh, week four. And then they come back and play the Niners. Yes. <laughs> so yes, Mitch. Yes. He would be on the hot seat. Don't forget Schwartz was a head coach in Detroit, actually took the lions 
to the playoffs, so they have the plan B there. Would they pull the trigger that early with that early buy? We'll have to wait and see. But listen, man, this fan base is hungry. You know, they, they want to win. They've had uh, – it's been a rough go here since 2020. Well, a couple things to help you out, and you're exactly right, the difficult situation uh, with the Watson deal. But, you, I mean, they moved the ball on offense with Brissett. I mean, he wasn't the problem when he came in. The problem was blowing those games. The Jet debacle, week two. The close loss at Atlanta. The, the tough loss at home against the Chargers. What happened when it was 20 below against the Saints in that game at Baltimore? I mean – it could have been a 10-win team with a couple of those go your way. No doubt, and that's why Joe Woods, D.C., is not here, and Jim Schwartz is. Uh, I think Zedarius Smith is going to be a big sign for the Browns on the other side mm-hmm. of Miles Garrett. It's going to free up Garrett. He had 16 sacks last year. Garrett did. They got a couple veteran safeties. Their secondary is good, but they're counting on Schwartz to pull it together on defense, and I don't see them blowing those leads. With a guy who won a Super Bowl as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, with the Eagles. He worked for the Browns years and years ago when Belichick was here. He's very comfortable, and I think he was probably the biggest acquisition of this team in the offseason, players or coaches. Okay, you mentioned they're going to throw it more, and you must love the upgrade and what they did from uh, with the wide receivers. Yes, uh, although Goodwin is out with blood clots, they like Elijah Moore a lot. Uh They drafted this kid, Cedric Tillman, Uh out of Tennessee in the third round. He's a big target. And they went and got a tight end that played with Watson in Houston. And Joku has improved every year. Uh And then you got Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. So there's big upgrades there. They've had a lot of fun in the laboratory this summer when the offense putting together different plays for Watson. You're going to see a much different Cleveland Browns team this this year. Now, I would actually say that... The, the wide receivers, yeah, I mean, I think they should be improved, but they actually might be the weakness on the team, Tony, and that would only be a good thing, I would think. Yeah, and, and believe me, they're going to spread it around, but, you know, Watson, I don't look at the six games last year. Everybody, Everybody's yeah. saying that. There's some, some of the talking heads now are getting on. They're like, he's got to be good again. He will. He didn't forget how to play football. Mm-hmm. He had so much going on in his life. It was a total mess. Drop him down in week 12 last year. By the way, for as bad as he looked, they went 3-3 three and three in the six games that Watson played. Mm-hmm. So an improved Deshaun Watson is going to make all the difference in the world. And don't forget, when he was in Houston before all this mess started, he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I believe he led the league in passing in 2019. Well, fair points. Uh, take us through your thought process in the pecking order with the rest of the division and how you see it. Man, I guess they gave us a break. The Guardians are in the easiest division in the world. The Browns are in the hardest. Yeah, right. I've got to believe that. Yeah, I've got to believe the Bengals are still the team to beat. But look at what the Ravens did. Yep. Sure. I mean, they got a happy Lamar Jackson. They upgraded his wide receiver room. Their yep. defense is always good. And then the Steelers never suck. I mean, never. I mean, Mike Tomlin is a magician. He, I, I think he's the best coach in the league right now. And Pickett's got another year under his belt. Believe me, this is the hardest division. I'll go Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Um, if I had to pick right now, I heard you guys the segment before talking about mm-hmm. the Browns winning 10 and the Steelers winning 11 and missing the playoffs. Something crazy like that's got to happen, guys, because all these teams can't be good in the AFC. No, they can't, right. can't, can't win 10-11 games. Uh, look look yeah. at the playoff price, by the way, Tony. And we're talking to Tony Rizzo from ESPN Cleveland here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, uh, the Sports Buddy Network. The odds right now here at Circuit to make the playoffs, the Browns, yes, is plus 110. The no is minus 130. Uh, which way would you go with that? I would I would have to say no, just based on the division and the way the AFC shakes out. But I do think they're going to win 10. Somebody's going to have their heart broken. I could actually see the scenario in the AFC where a team might win 11 games and not go to the playoffs. Could you imagine oh that? My God, Winning be... 11 games and not going to the playoffs? People be pulling their hair out. Yeah. yeah. And then you have a 7-10 and 10 team win the division in the NFC. And and believe me, that could happen as well. I don't know what's going to happen in the NFC North. But um, the Browns are in uh, uh, Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. They took a trip to the Greenbrier. They're there for eight days. Stefanski's trying to galvanize this team. He's trying to bring them together. From what I understand, too, they're going out of their mind. They're barely getting cell service and there's really nowhere to go out there. So it's almost like a dorm room mentality. Uh-huh. They don't come back here until next Sunday 
And then they got to play in the uh, Hall of Fame game on Thursday night against the Jets. By the way, none of the, the just for, I know I hate that preseason, but uh, Stefanski will not play any starters in that game. It'll all be, uh, It'll all be guys uh, trying to make the run. Yeah, we'll go under 33 and a half in that one. Uh, you, you mentioned the talking heads earlier, since we have you. Uh, one guy who covers the NBA said he would trade Donovan Mitchell immediately because there's no chance he signs a long-term deal in Cleveland. What would you do? Um, he's probably right, but the Cavs are going to try it one more year. Okay. You know, they didn't make a bunch of big splashes. They went and got some shooters. Actually like what they did. Struce. Sure. is a good sign. I hope he plays as well as he did in Miami. But they're going to go with the four guys, you know, Garland and, and Mitchell and uh, Mobley and uh, Allen. They're going to try and run that back for one more year. But let's face it, guys, Mitchell's here for probably just one more year. And if things don't go well during the season, you could see him move then. Uh, but the Cavs are putting their future on Evan Mobley. He's the guy that they need to develop and and he's going to be their best player if they're going to go where they want to go. I actually like that young team, and uh, I'm anxious to see him this year. But, yeah, we don't think that, you know, hey, don't forget, he's a New York kid, and people were surprised he didn't sign with the Knicks. Well, he probably can after next year. We'll have to wait and see. All right, T. Uh, we'd love to see you out here at Stadium Swim soaking in the sun oh, and the rays coming. at 115 oh, out here. Oh, I'm coming to the circus. Tell Mike Palm, I'm coming to the circus. We will give you his information. We expect to see you by uh, before September. Got to make that happen. Yeah, well, we'll be there for the Super Bowl no yep. matter what. We're going we're to have a good time then. Rob. You got it. You got it. All right, pal. Thank you. Pleasure, guys. Be good. There he is. Interesting thoughts there. Yeah, there well, you go. How about on the hot seat? I mean, the guy, the guy, he ended the drought a couple years ago. They finally won a playoff game. Well, again, I mean, <laughs> as he said, people wow. wanted his head last year, yeah. and he said, no, no, that would be the wrong move. But again, their first six games are the second most difficult in the entire league, I can, like if they're one in four because their bye week is in week five, it is a berries, right? I mean, it's God. Bengals at Steelers, Titans, Ravens. Now the <laughs> luck of the draw here, not really, but they got three of the first four at home. Horrible spot with the bye. Oh, I hate that. With your bye week five, um, the plus ten net rest, third best in the league. Okay, uh, it also helps them out. But uh, he brought up both names. I don't think it can be understated how big the offseason acquisitions of Zadarius Smith at uh, defensive line edge, along with Jim Schwartz, the new DCR. Yep. So I have all of uh, yep. Schwartz's defensive numbers in front of me right now. Wherever he goes, the defense gets better. It's like uh, it's he's Fangio well, light a little bit. He's also right about Watson. I mean, he has, his QBR was 38. He had seven touchdowns and five interceptions. Yeah, I, he is right. He was one of the best quarterbacks of the league in Houston. So. And I, I'm completely with him. You have to. It's recency bias. For, don't even don't don't factor in what happened last year at all to this year's Browns. The guy was a top five quarterback at one point, and he's still young. Up next, we will get into today's Major League Baseball card, some massive differences in home road splits that we will uh, detail coming up here and follow the money. It's Veasan, the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So... 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Even if you have an emergency with the dog, got to slow down. Can't do 140. You know about the sound of speed, but you've ever thought about the sounds of speeding. Drive too fast, you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. Interesting. So you, Addison should not have been going 140 with the dog? You buy that? Well, if, if it's true, I wonder what I would be like in that situation too. I don't know. 140 and a 55. I will tell you this story. Uh, Glenn Gondrzyk, who some of you might know that name, uh, former UNLV basketball player in the 70s. He was a longtime radio analyst out here. Uh, He passed away many years ago. He was a great dude. And he told the story with us on air one time. He needed a heart transplant. And he was specifically told that when he gets the phone call, (laughs) do you remember this? He he had, Uh I think he had like, get in the car immediately and go as fast as he po- get in the car, go towards L.A. He was going to UCLA Medical Center, and you put the hazards on, and he go go 130 if you can. You you're going to get pulled over, and then you get an escort. Wow, that's what because he needed the heart transplant, and so it was like, well, we asked him like, why? How 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 dangerous is it to continue living in Las Vegas as opposed to L.A. where you have to go to get it if you get that phone call? Right, and that's a story that he told. Like that's what that's the op that's the procedure. He's like, yeah, they said, that's exactly what they told me. Isn't that wild? They'll pull you over and then they guide you. They take you home. Yep. They bring you in. Yeah. How fast do you go? They do it. They I, you go 200, I guess, in the cop car. Yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, Mike Allstott leaving the way, leading the way. You get to, okay, got the blocking, <laughs> yes. setting the pick. Yeah. That's great. I like the Al Bernstein story where he was, um, he was late. He was speeding, trying to get to an appointment and he was late and he got pulled over. But the cop recognized him, and the cop was going to let him out of the ticket. But then the cop wanted the BS and talk about the good old days, but then Al's late. (laughs) So he's like, I I want to get out of the ticket, but then I'm late from my appointment. But then Uh, it's like, what do I do? 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 Yeah, sure. Pharmacist doctor. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Um, Just an absolute heist. Mickey Mouse goal by Ireland here. Canada's in a world of hurt. Okay. Because Canada had the draw against Nigeria to start. Ireland was 5-1, to one and they scored on a corner. I don't know if this, this keeper was taking a nap, how the girl bent it in like Beckham. Anyways, it's 1-0 Ireland. We're 20 minutes in. Okay, so the live total here continues to change. In fact, uh, during the break, the under 2.5 was plus 105. It is now minus 120. Over 2.5 is uh, around Pickham or minus 110. What do you want to do here? Because I think Ireland parks the bus. They have to. And so it's going to be a, no. a contrast in styles. Well, because, the total was two to begin with. So yeah. I mean, we saw one and a half, Luke said. Got down to one and a half. So just a f- ridiculous goal. But Canada. I, from that angle, what is she doing? I know. I know. Canada has to open this up. They can't yeah, afford they to lose be, yeah. this match. Uh, yeah, they are up because they play Australia in their final match, too. So they could be, they could be go, going home. Yeah. No doubt. Rough. Okay. So today's Major League Baseball card, a lot of... Uh, Strong pitchers going yet again today and some really good home road splits. For example, the Marlins are at the Rays. I think the, the Rays win this game again today, but I don't know if I want to lay the number. I think it's priced where it should be. I think they should be a big favorite. Oh, it's yeah. Alcantara against Eflin. 
I mean, here's Eflin. We talk about it every single time he takes the mound. On the road, in eight starts, his ERA is 5.38, a whip of 1.3. At home, where he's at today, 11 starts. He's 10-1 with an ERA of 2.1 and a whip of 0.8. Love the race. And he shut down the Orioles last time out. He was so good. And he's, you're right, those you can't get away from those home numbers, and it's just, and it's brand name bias. I mean, this price should be a lot higher. Because, oh, you think it should be? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Number one, the Marlins are a mess. They've lost nine of ten, and Sandy is three and nine with an ERA of five. So it's just, it's like, well, it's Sandy. So well, he's been terrible the whole year. So with, yes. with all those numbers you ran down with Eflin at home, and he shuts down the Orioles last time out, and the Marlins are just playing horrific baseball. I mean, this should be a lot higher than $1.65 okay. was what it's priced at. So uh, really like the raise here. Fair enough. The Rangers are playing at the Astros, and this is uh, Haney versus Valdez. Valdez, one of the shortest shots to win the American League Cy Young. Again, he's better at home than he is on the road. Uh, on the road, a 4.11 ERA on the year, but when he's at home, again, where he's at today, only a record of 3-4. and four. However... The ERA is 2.13 in 11 starts. The whip is exactly one. Strikeouts per nine, about 9.3. And uh, like we t- we'll find out, I think, probably this morning. As of last night, the reports were the team could get back uh, Alvarez yeah. and El Tuve today as well. As I mentioned, uh, only three meetings left head-to-head after this one. It's 6-3 Houston on the season and trying to pull even in the division. So you're right, plenty of help is coming. And uh, I, just, I don't think it's going to go well for Haney. I can tell you that. So Valdez was a fluke last time out. Some C&I singles against the A's. He was in total total control till that uh, weird inning that he had. But uh, I could only look only look at the Astros here. Yeah, I will tell you that a player who has been one of the hottest batters in all of Major League Baseball, McCormick for the Astros. Now his hits prop the other day was priced at over one over a half a hit. I think got as high as two twenty. Because the guy has just been on yeah. fire, and it didn't come in, so you're you're you can't lay those prices right now. But he had another hit last night in an RBI. The game before that against Texas, he had two hits, a home run, and six RBIs. He is the, the, all of a sudden they found this guy, um, and they've you know had a ton of injuries, and he's stepping up big time. And some of the starters now for this team too, like France, did it again last night. That kid has I been know. awesome. Yep, good call by you. You want the over in this in that game? I mean, you think with these. Texas can hit the hell out of the ball. That's the thing. Like, Valde- I think they, they could... Should get to Haney. What, what's realistic here for the for the Rangers yeah. tonight off Valdez? I think they can score three runs sure. in this game. Mm-hmm. Hell of a card. ton of gay game, day games. Uh, I like that. A, a rare day game in Dodger Stadium, too. Uh, the rubber match with the Dodgers and the Jays. Gonsolin against Kikuchi. Why is Gonsolin only $1.40? That seems a little... Che- Dodgers at home? I mean, this is... That seems a way way too much respect for the Blue Jays and Kikuchi. That, that surprising jumped out to me. I think the Blue Jays overall are pretty well respected in the market. I, that's the only answer I have for your question like that, is that they yeah. they, they, they have a pretty high power rating. Um, Strider goes today for the Braves at the Red Sox. Yeah, Boston right there. Boston's a game back now in the loss column. And the Yankees lose again. I know Carabas is going to go you know, go scorched earth on him as he should. The Yankees, if you take out the Royals and A's, are 45 and 47 on the year. And they're going to try, and they're going to be buyers at the deadline. Yeah. This is just who they are. I mean, uh, blown out at home yesterday. And now uh, they it's Rodon against Quintana. Quintana made his uh, debut last week, didn't go well, and Rodon's been a uh, gas can for the Yankees since coming back as well. So, and you stride it, right? Stride. So, Bell, this is the uh, paternity thing? Right, this is the angle here. This is the here. angle here with coming back? Maybe t- to fade the pitcher coming back off of uh, paternity to leave, like uh, Bayo is today. Um, well, Strider's going anyway, so his K's by game going back 13, 10, 11, 9, 10, and 9. But he also has alerted, uh, allowed a lot of earned runs. I'll give you an example here. This Andrew yep. Chafin, who went for the Diamondbacks the other night, he's been like really good this year. He was coming back from paternity to leave just the other night. He got absolutely torched, and uh, they lost the game because of it. That was the game where the Cardinals came back and scored five late. Okay. And the Diamondbacks lost 10-6. He, yeah. he only only lasted two-thirds of an inning. He gave up five runs in that game. Yeah. Malin- Malinsky special came in again. Cubs no problem with the White Sox. Yep. That's four in a row now with the Malinsky special. Uh, two pitchers auditioning. Stroman against Lynn. 
Cubbies are hot. Cubbies trying to get to 500, too. So I don't want Lynn. I don't want the White Sox here in this one as well. No, there's, and, been, uh, there's been movement on the Cubs today. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And a day game in Arizona. It, it's easy, right? Well, here you go. It's Gallon at home. So this run, this historic run, the last year and a half at home, only equaled by Walter Johnson in 1917. So seven innings, one earned. He did have the bad start. He did get the win, though. They gave him a, a 5 nothing lead at home. He gave up four in the second against Tampa, allowed nothing the rest of the way. That's right. Six innings, two earned, six innings shutout ball, seven and two earned, two earned, uh, seven and two-thirds, two earned, seven innings, one run. Six innings, nothing. Seven, shutout ball. Seven, shutout ball. Shutout, 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 shutout. Five innings, two earned. Five innings, two earned. That goes back to July of last year. Yep. Historic insanity. Okay, Ridiculous so, run with Gallon at home, and he's only a dollar fifty against the Cardinals. Yeah, and look at the splits this year alone, Paulie. Again, 10 starts at home so far. He's 9-0 with an ERA of 1.48. In 11 road starts, he's 2-4 and with an ERA of 4.97. As you said earlier, you thought his number for the Cy Young is way too low because how yeah. can you have a pitcher go on the road and his number, you can't trust him right. when he goes on the road. Right. Should a guy like that win the Cy Young? No. It's a damn shame with Abbott. Just uh, maybe not going to have enough time. But the, the, the way Abbott's come on, certainly he could be in this thing as well. But this this the wide open. But Snell, again, solid. Uh, again, it's Snell is, uh, hasn't allowed anything going back. How about this discussion I saw about that bookmakers and better still think Otani can win the MVP if he's traded to the National League? How juicy is that? They might be right, too. But how good is that I saw discussion? That. I saw that. Wow. It's a phenomenal discussion. It yes. really is. Yes. I don't know if I fully buy into it. Okay. I don't know if I can go there. But, but no no one's out of it because it's the same thing with Snell. What if he's dealt to the American League? I mean, yeah, don't you. say that. Okay. that. That's a curse word here. Uh, golf handicapper extraordinaire Jeff Seeley on the program coming up next. We move on from the last major of the year to the 3M Open to get his best bets coming up here on VSIN. is Follow the Money on v Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Promo code v when you sign up. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Full terms and conditions. Time for golf. Jeff Seeley at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter. CutmakerPod.com. All the latest plays and podcast, And check out the Cutmaker YouTube channel. Get all the plays, a telegram as well, every round, everything you want with uh, Jeff Seeley, who's dynamite with golf. All right, 3M Open, Twin Cities, baby. Blaine, Minnesota, tell us about the course, my friend. Good to talk to you. Hey, guys, good to be here. And, and uh, yeah, no, it's, gonna be, it's a fun tournament. This is a really fun tournament, TPC Twin Cities. I'd say it's a long-ish, par 71, just over 7,400 yards. But guys, there's a lot of water here. So there's a lot of opportunities to make birdies, a lot of opportunities to make bogeys or worse. So one, one interesting fact here, the 18th hole here was the hardest par five on tour last year due to the length of the water. So mm. it's going to be an inter- interesting hole to finish on as if golf didn't give us enough drama. Having the hardest par five on tour is the last hole should make for entertaining TV on Sunday. Yep, has to be water in the land of 10,000 lakes, no doubt about it. Great call on Straka lately, too, by the way. You cast a huge ticket on him a couple weeks ago, and I'll tell you, he is right there if he could have made some putts on Sunday with the Open. Uh, you're not you're not kidding, Paul. I mean, he was right there, and, and that was the difference in the tournament, right? Brian Harmon made the putts, and, and Straka didn't. But, and, but, guys, I mean, I'm not getting off the horse now. I played him at 175 to one last week. Uh-huh. I'm coming right back to him this week, 22 to one. Um, but there's no hotter golfer than Stepsap Straka. Last two events was a win at the John Deere you just mentioned, second at the Open, and two very different courses. So we, we can see that his game can translate anywhere, and it has. This week we've got really easy putting conditions, Paul. So he's going to like these greens. I think he'll be fine. This course should play somewhat similar to the Honda, where Straka took fifth earlier this year. He took 7th at the PGA Championship, as we know, in May. Took 18th at this event in 2020 when he wasn't anywhere near the player he is now. So, been on track the last two weeks, not getting off the train now. Okay, so no concerns then at all, obviously, the way it sounds, about golfers that are coming back from you know, either the Open Championship or playing in the Open and the Scottish over the past two weeks? 
you know, I mean, there's always a little bit, right? But I and but I think just at the top of the board, I mean, you could say the same thing about Sanjay M. Hideki, Cam Young, sure. Fina, any of those guys, yep. right? So, yep. um, so no, I mean, I'm, that's why I'm only taking a, a shot at one. Honestly, guys, to tell you the God's honest truth, this is one of the hardest tournaments for me because there are so many people I like. Like, I'm going to give out a handful of plays here today, but I'm probably going to bet on 10 guys. You can, I mean, there's so many wow. guys in the in the 50 to 90 range that have value that I'm just going to, you know, a little bit outright and top 40, a bunch of guys. And I feel like I have a really strong opportunity to profit. All right. Let's start in the 40 to 50 to one range. Take it away. Guys, Aaron rise 40 to one, very popular play this week, but for good reason, ball striking has been off the charts. Putting has been generally solid lately has led to a ninth at the rocket mortgage, 24th at the travelers and third at the RBC. In those events, he gained an average of eight shots tee to green. He took 28th to Valero a few months ago, 19th at the players, both events where he gained tee to green and putting. His irons can come and go, but guys, when his irons get hot, they're white hot. If they get heated up here, we could see his first PGA Tour win. You can also find Rice uh, 2 to 1, top 20. I like that bet a lot. Uh, Adam Hadwin's 40 to 1. He goes on a little differently. When he makes the run, there's usually a hot putter involved. But his irons have been dialed in gaining an average of three and a half shots on approach over his last five events. Um, he's used a hot putter, but then he's a lot of times he finished ninth at the rocket, uh, excuse me, second at the rocket mortgage where he gained nine shots with this putter. We remember the Ricky Fowler win. people forget Adam Hadwood is right there with him. Um, now we get him in a place where he's finished sixth and fourth in two of his last three trips. And again, you can find Hadwin two to one top 20. You definitely want Hadwin on your card this week. And the last guy in this range, guys, Lucas Glover, 45 to 1, has always been an elite ball striker. His putting is just awful, like 144th in the field in putting. But he has gained an average of five strokes on approach over his last five events. Very, very hot irons. But what's really appealing is he somehow learned how to putt. Over his last three events, he's gained over four strokes on the greens, leading to a fifth at the Barbasol, a sixth at the John Deere and a fourth with a rocket mortgage. It's not every day you see a guy come in with three straight top 10 finishes, and you can still bet him north of 40 to 1. So I'm playing Glover 40 to 1. I'm playing him plus 450 top 10, mm-hmm. and I'm playing him plus 200 top 20. Okay, very good. Right. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Jeff Seeley. He's on Twitter at CutmakerJeff. Time to go bombs away. I think some of these numbers may have moved, but run down who you like anyway in, uh, you know, 80, 90, 100 to one range. Guys, I mean, anyone who follows me knows I love Tom Hoagie, but he's really been struggling lately. His irons are always there. His putting's really let him down. We saw some signs of life with the putter in Scottish Open a few weeks ago. That's all I really need to see. Hoagie has finishes of 46th, 23rd, and 4th last year at this event. So a guy who finished fourth at this event last year, as good an iron player as in, in the field, 90 to one, and he's two to one in the top 30 range. Really like Tom Hoagie. Well, he's 90 to one this morning on DraftKings. Uh, Grayson Sig, 80 to one. I think it's a tremendous play this week. Sig, like Sepp Straka, another Georgia product, uh, one of many on the PGA Tour. This is his third year on tour, and I think we're finally starting to see a breakthrough, so I want to get on him early here. Big gained on approach in four of his four straight events. Short game has been solid. Putting, which killed him basically all of March, April, and May, has been decent lately. We've seen three top 20s out of him in his last eight events. I think there's a good shot we see another one here in an event that he finished seventh last year. And guys, the number one, my, in my model, the guy who grades out number one is Ches Reavy. And I got him in 110 to one. So I was not expecting to see Ches Reavy up top. He finished 11th here in 2021 and been playing some very good golf lately. 35th at the John Deere, 29th at the Rocket Mortgage, 4th at the Travelers, 25th in Canada, 40th at the Charles Schwab. That is five tournaments inside the top 40, and he's plus 110 to finish inside the top 40 this week. That is my favorite value on the board. Irons have been hot, getting over five shots on approach his last four events. Putting's been decent, but it won't be hard to putt out here. Throw a few a little few bucks on the 110 to one, but definitely, definitely, definitely play Ches Reavy top 40. All right, pal. Again, check out cutmakerpod.com for all the latest plays in the podcast and follow Jeff on Twitter. He is at cutmaker. Jeff, good to talk to you again as always. Best of luck this week.
Thanks, fellas. Take care. Yep. Be Great good. job. I was watching Wes and Matt Reynolds, <laughs> Matt Humans last night. Wes also likes Rye, Glover, and Reavy. Wes is also on Cole and uh, Ekrot. Ekrot. Ek- yeah. Ek- yeah. Likes him too. All, all the big prices with the 3M. Okay. Uh, I mean, I get his point. It is, you could say that about a lot of the guys at the very top, about coming back from mm-hmm. playing at the Open and the Scottish for some of them. And now here they are in Blaine, Minnesota. What can you tell us about Blaine, Minnesota, Polly? Beautiful uh, part of God's country? Uh, been, it's been too long. Can't really, uh, mm. not familiar with their game. Portillo's there? <laughs> what? Get out of here. I bet you there's a culture. No culture in Minnesota. Forget about it. You get uh, ketchup and noodles for Italian food. Uh, <laughs> uh, not, yeah. This, I can't even remember uh, where it is. How close? Uh, oh, so you were okay. No, I'm 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 St. Cloud. I'm like sixty miles away. Okay, gotcha. No, yeah. Uncle lived in Wyzetta. Jesse Ventura started out as the mayor of Brooklyn Park, and became governor. Yeah. Was he a good governor? Very good. I recall him being a pretty. Solid I governor. liked him. He did, okay. I, I think he did a hell of a job. All right. Yep. All right, so there you go with uh, Indy Jeff's best bets for the tournament. Uh, you were mentioning Wes. His plays are all up at vcin.com. I think Wes and Jeff are kind of cut from the same cloth, at least this week, because as Jeff said, he's got he, this is dangerous for him because he likes so many guys where there, there's value and in those numbers. I think Wes, like you said, had how many plays in the write-up? It's like six, six seven, seven plays. Yeah. So there's a lot there, but all, all the guys are, I mean, pretty much... You know, 40 yep. to one or higher. Yep. Very good. Good action again this weekend. What do you think happens tonight? U- USA, like a dollar fifty, dollar forty against Netherlands. They are pounding the under. There's a 30 cent move on the under. Two and a half under 155. I yeah, saw. look at this now. We play in prime time tonight. Then our last match is Tuesday. Uh, well, there is so, some, uh, you know, some concern, obviously, about how... They did not play well against Vietnam. Did no. not play well. The lack of goals, obviously. Yeah. Uh, everybody expected them to, to route that country. They never did. And the, the Netherlands are supposed to be at least pretty decent um, at minimum. So, but look at this mat- match again now. It's 1-0 still in the 40th minute. And that was after a quick one by Ireland. I think you should jump on under two and a half. Ireland's parking the bus. Yeah, absolutely. It, Five to one to win. I mean, it's just that fluke goal to start four minutes in. And, right. But uh, hold on to your hats. There's going to be a ton of added time. There's uh, been several uh, gals going down. It, it is absolutely staggering, though, how the unders, but as you pointed out again yesterday, yeah. the both teams to score, the no. 19 and one. This is, it's wild. It is. Absolutely. Right up next, we've been warned an updated reason why betting a non-quarterback for NFL MVP is a mistake. That's next here on VEASAN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to see the betting records. ROI, who has the hot hand. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings. Great dog videos, jackpots. Become a subscriber today. Sign up for only $19 vcin.com slash subscribe. They're, they're coming in from all over the uh, Twin Cities. I mean, you check know, the, you, the, yes, the, you, the Portillo's in abundance. Of, I can't believe it. You, ne- you never know who's listening or where they're listening, right? Uh, this is crazy. And the, the hashtag culture is good. Pat by the river, use hashtag culture. <laughs> Not going to find much in that area. But uh, everybody chiming in in that area of Blaine, Minnesota. Yes, Portillo's and Culver's yeah. absolutely do. You want to move back there now? Pat by the scrape, river. Scrape some windshields in the wintertime? Pat, oh, the humidity and the bugs. You miss the mosquitoes, huh? Right? The oh, I, I sure do, Paul. It's uh, a great lakes. part of living in the Midwest. Pat by the river says there's five. Yeah. Five. And we got nothing to show you. Nothing. Las Vegas. Um, Clearly, Minneapolis area is better than Las Vegas. Cassettes, I think it's called. Good little spot in uh, St. Paul. Legendary. I remember that. It's by the... Devani's uh, Pizza. Devani's, yes. Really good. Yes. D-A... B, whatever, <laughs> N-N-I apostrophe S, pizzas and hoagies at the absolute best. The slogan. Come on. Yeah, right. Sure. A lot of stuff there. But, you know, people think Domino's and Little Caesars are your uh, are your go-to pizzas there. I mean, that, that's but no, uh, of course Midwest do, yeah. called. But that's, uh, you know, Minnesota nice. But so I can't believe they have that many Portillo's. And I will tell you for that uh, I, I think the it's a misnomer, the land of 10,000 lakes. Uh, I'm going to go, that's a rough guess. By people who came up with that slogan. That's inflated. It's inflated. I think Wisconsin has more lakes. Mm. How about that? Yeah, well. How does that one taste? Yeah. Not as good as Portillo's. No. Okay. The uh, By the way, I will, this is my fault for the one guy. BTTS is both teams to score. Yeah, should probably explain that. Be, yeah, both teams to score BTTS. Okay. This was a uh, conversation, a back and forth on Twitter. And it was regarding the value of running backs and contracts in the NFL because of the ongoing situation. Um, it was when the the uh, franchise tag news came down last week regarding mm-hmm. you know Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, and also Saquon Barkley. So Kevin Cole from Pro Football Focus was chiming in, as did Aaron Schatz, formerly of. Uh, Football Outsiders. I know Aaron Schatz has an MVP vote. I'm unsure if Kevin Cole has one or not. But Kevin Cole, it was again, this was in like a discussion or a conversation going on Twitter. He said the biggest thing driving the conversation is the anchoring to past ideas and contracts that running backs are valuable. The NFL has moved faster than media. Running backs still have uh, received the second most MVP votes over the last 10 years to quarterbacks. To which Aaron Schatz replied, this is going to change rapidly with the addition of analytically uh, inclined voices to the AP voting panel. Or more uh, more likely, the gap in MVP votes between quarterbacks and other positions, including running backs, will just get huge. And then Cole had one more response and he said there's already a shift to wide receivers as the default non-quarterback offensive position to get votes 
Not sure we'll ever get to truly off-ball players like left tackle, though. So here you have at least one NFL MVP voter who is telling you that analytic, uh, can I say that word? Analytically driven voters are going to say running backs are simply not that valuable. Hence, I cannot give them my vote for MVP. And we've seen some big numbers and big seasons as well. And just uh, no respect. Right. And so I will, again, raise my hand. I have two bets on players. They're very small bets. Uh, to win the MVP at the running back position this year. One is McCaffrey at 200 to 1. The other is Tony Pollard at 500 to 1. I'm probably burning money. Um, I'm pretty good at predicting breakout seasons of guy that, guys that can be in the mix. I was on Derrick Henry at 100 to 1 in the pandemic season of 2020 when he had 2,027 yards rushing, 17 touchdowns. Only three players received votes that year. Henry didn't even get one of them. Um, I was on Jonathan Taylor at 500 to 1. In 2021, after that four-touchdown game against Buffalo, where the Colts dominated the Bills, people in the media were then saying, Taylor for MVP. That was the great Cooper Cup year. Taylor had 1,811 yards and 18 touchdowns. Also, 40 catches for 360 and two touchdowns. Only three players received votes. Taylor wasn't one of them. Henry last year, 1,538 yards, 13 touchdowns. He also caught 33 balls for 398 yards. He finished 11th in the MVP voting. McCaffrey in 2019 had 1,206 yards and seven touchdowns, plus 116 catches for 1,005 yards and four touchdowns. Lamar Jackson won the MVP unanimously that year. Come on. Look at those numbers. It's bonkers. So, and I'm, I'm oh. basically going down in year by year and telling you the running back that had the best season and was the closest to maybe receiving votes, and they were never even in the mix. Um, Gurley did it in 2018. Mahomes and Breeze received every single vote. Gurley had 1,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, 59 catches for 580 and four more scores. In 2017, Gurley had 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns, 64 catches for seven. That's an incredible season. 788 yards, six touchdowns. He finished second behind Brady, actually. Well, he got votes. He did get votes. All right. Um, Zeke was actually tied for third in votes in 2016. DeMarco Murray was tied for third with two votes in 2014. He had a great year, but they could never win the award. And you're seeing this like since Murray and Elliott and Gurley actually got votes, running backs have had better years, better numbers, and the quarterback vote is drifting further and further apart. They're getting more of the vote every year. The last guy to win the award was Adrian Peterson in 2012. He ran for 2,097 yards, 12 touchdowns, had 40 catches. He, but though, Paul, he carried that yes. team to the playoffs that year. That was Christian Ponder, I think. It was. It was t- right, and they, he was, that was a one-man band. And how he was going off uh, down the stretch was just, uh, re- I mean, everyone knew who was getting the ball, and you couldn't stop it. And they were long touchdown runs, too, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Fantastic season. So I think that uh, I'm probably going to be on two losers again with McCaffrey and Pollard. I wish that we had a market of, will this player finish in the top five in the MVP voting? Like, you know, top 10, top 20 placement markets in golf. Because that's probably the best way to do it if it ever existed. Because I, I think McCaffrey and Pollard can have unbelievable seasons. But even if they well, do, I'm probably SOL. Well, so what are we doing here, though? So it's going to be a quarterback every year? The way it appears, and then, yes. So is it now, are we turning it into the Heisman, where it's the best quarterback, or the quarterback on the best team? You, you can't give it to Mahomes every year. I know. So then what? what I mean, I, It's hard. There's also no value then. Because you just look at, when you look at the, Odds, it's all quarterbacks at the top, and some of you know. I'm not taking Watson. I'm not taking Tua. I'm not taking some of those guys that are that are up there enlisted. And no, so it's and I will be honest. Like trying to decide which quarterback to bet then is right, very is yeah. tricky. Like I, I would like to bet on uh, Trevor Lawrence this year, but I don't. I don't think the number is right. He's already down to fifteen to one. That's I, crazy. I don't want fifteen to one. Come on, fifteen I, to one. It's nuts. So I, I think the best approach to betting the MVP is just to wait. Because the, the numbers are going to be posted on a daily or a weekly basis anyway at almost every book. Aaron Rodgers is nuts. 16 to 1. No, there's no way I could bet that. Come on. I couldn't bet Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm not going to bet Jared Goff. Right. But, I mean, the guys that I would like to bet, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, sure. Having a piece of them. 
But why bet it now? I would wait until the season starts to actually let it breathe for a minute or a month. And then uh, you can always hop in then. That's probably, I mean, I, I think it kind of stinks, honestly, that uh, it's only a quarterback award. I, I wish everybody I was eligible for it. I know. I Like the, the year that Jonathan Taylor had was amazing. And I would actually tell you that Cooper Cup deserved it more than anybody no. else. I thought Randy Moss though, in the Minnesota heyday should have had respect. His rookie season? Yeah, not so much that year because they were they led the they set the record for points. He had one year where he averaged 100 yards and a touchdown for yeah, the whole season. Think about that, and nothing. Uh, and then they were awful when he at times when he was out too. I just think yeah, what he meant overall to that offense and yeah. what they were. No, come nothing. on, come on, nothing. Couldn't sniff any good respect. And the the no. dream the dream's dead. We have we have an own goal in the uh, by Canada. It's one 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 now own goal. I don't know what the gal's doing here with Ireland. Oh, so this has been a wacky Jesus. game then. Two yeah. flute goals. Yeah, okay. Well, what's Damn. the in play then? And both teams finally did score in a match. That one that came up earlier was just ridiculous. So, like, I think that was in the 12th or the 13th minute. I mean, come on. What are they going to put up now? One and a half minus 190? Are they going to 180 second half? Are they going to do that? I mean, it's just two ridiculous goals. Ridiculous. I have, uh, for the game, for the match, I have two and a half. Two and a half? Under plus 160. Oh, my God. Wow. So, jeez. Jeez. Okay. Uh, up next, we will preview the Cleveland Browns. They made an off-season addition that could be the key to making 2023 a successful one. I'll tell you who it was coming up here. And follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.